Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dear Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. If this is your first time with us, then welcome. Welcome to the paradox and the indoctrination of 26 ethical paradoxical health theories to enable human prosperity across Earth. Whatever led you here, whoever led you here, however led you here, then you are welcomed and appreciated. Uh, for those of you that are joining us once again, uh, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> whatever, whatever brought you back again, you know, again, you are appreciated as well because without you, this wouldn't exist. So as per usual on this day in history, May 8th, 1945, Victory in Europe Day or VE Day, for short, is celebrated in America and Britain. Now, <clears throat> we frequently uh, encounter some uh, major events that happened uh, during times of war throughout history, because, I mean, war is kind of what shaped the way that we do business today. And though we don't celebrate any of the violence or any of the, the events that occurred, we do acknowledge them as far as history, because in order to know where we are, to understand where we are and to know where we are going, we have to at least know where we have been that has shaped the past for either way that this may go. And <clears throat> with that being said, let's go ahead and start what we're going to talk about today. Today... We're going to discuss some, or probably, I would say, depending on the time, we have one limitation of human performance, but we're going to uh, bring light to some of the obscurity that inhibits uh, specifically sports performance and someone's ability to optimize their performance. So before we even really get into what I just said, discussing this idea of performance, because I've gotten some 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 comments and some messages that uh, there's there is a little bit of confusion as far as uh, the target. So when we when we when we discuss performance, okay, performance is simply the name for someone's ability to carry out an action. So when we talk about or something, right? Uh, when we talk about human performance, that would be your ability to carry out a specific action. That action does not have to be targeted towards a sports performance or athletic feat. It could be anything from cradle to grave, from point A to point B. So when we discuss optimizing performance, it simply means improving the efficiency and the ability to carry out that action. Whatever you decide that action is, is completely up to you. Um, but as we frequently stated, a lot of these, or a majority of these paradoxical theories were designed towards athletic performance and elite athletes. So if an elite athlete would use these principles to optimize their performance, then someone who is just understanding what human performance is using the same principles would set them off on a path that would 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 foster the greatest environment to optimize their performance
So to be human is to perform, to perform is to be human, e.g. <laughs> anyone can use these, these principles. So don't feel left out when we're discussing some of these things, right? It's targeted towards a specific group to be able to, you know, take it to the next level. But understandably, you know, using anyone can use a specific tool if they have the directions. It's just whether you use it efficient, efficiently or inefficiently and then what you use it for is, is up to, is up to the user, right? So that's, that's just something to acknowledge. So when we talk about performance and, uh, uh, the, the, the limitations of performance, we have introduced this idea quite frequently of conceptual and conformal limitations. Now, as a recap, conceptual is what you have from birth and conformal is what is developed throughout a, a maturation throughout a lifespan. So almost very similar um, cross discipline actually with, with psychology and nature versus nurture. So as you will find, if this is your first time with us or if you're returning throughout many of these tools and theories, there is this cross discipline integration of physiology and psychology because one without the other uh, arguably just just wouldn't work you know a, a elite athletes can't perform without having the right mindset and, and the same goes for their mindset and being able in in their performance and being able to uh, have a sense of clarity in mind so one of the factors that we wanted to discuss today that bridge the gap between physiology and psychology is this these concepts of cognitive bias. And so before we even get into this, cognitive biases are a very complex uh, constructs of human cognition. So ooh, today is just going to be a, a simple introduction, okay? But if you want to know more about it, it will be discussed later on in, in more episodes. But as always, when we introduce these tools, go and do your research. Take what we what we introduced today and implement it and understand how it works and truly see what kind of effects it could have on your life as this experimental performance factor, if you will, because what is information? What is a tool without putting it into use? But a cognitive bias, by definition, is a systematic error in thinking that occurs when people are processing and interpreting information. And you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a bit conflicted with with the actual definition of it because it it's, it presents this idea of an error in thinking, indicating that someone's train of thought or someone's path of cognition is incorrect when there is no right or wrong way of thinking in most if not 99.9 percent .9 right because we don't speak in absolutes of situations are subjective so it's very difficult to say it is a systematic error in thinking however it is a pattern of thinking that can and if uh, improperly trained or improperly understood can and will limit performance. And that's where our greatest concern is this idea of how it limits performance. So we are going to discuss a lot about cognitive biases because there are a, a, a number of them that uh create an irrationality in judgment when it comes to human performance. And it's just this idea similar to uh, 
conformal limitations where the subject, the person, the athlete, whoever you want to, to name them as, it creates a, a reality that may or may not be true, but it's but it's a, but it's subjective to what they have input. And we discussed a little bit about this in an article four of the athlete maxim, which I believe was the, the last episode. But this input is what dictates uh, behavior in the world. And one of the, I think, most common phrases I've heard lately that is also a cognitive bias is someone being a product of their environment. And where this is a cognitive bias is the thought that the environment is what's causing the person to be the product when the person is a product of their perception of the environment. Now, now the, I, understandably, that may have sounded very complicated. The environment is not a, uh, a, an entity that is controlling the person. It is the person that is taking information and using their judgment to then make sense of the environment. So the person is not a product of their environment. They are a product of their perception of the environment. And this form of bias is, is one of the most common. But as far as our performance limitation talk, we are going to discuss how it translates to what's called the all or nothing cognitive bias. And where I was first introduced to this concept, I believe, was in high school many years ago. <laughs> but but at the time, of course, I didn't really make sense of it. Um, but it, funny enough, the same situation happened a few years later in which I began to understand when I started uh, getting into master resiliency trainer courses and the understanding of cognitive biases and how that can limit human performance and where it uh, reared its head is uh, with a football coach. And this guy was old school, really old school dude, didn't like trying anything new, didn't like doing uh, anything outside of the box, didn't want to hear about the new research, didn't want to do it. He wanted to do it like how they did it in the 60s and how they did it in the 70s and just an all out battle to see who's going to be the best. And, you know, once upon a time, <laughs> that may have worked, but understandably, technology and our understanding of human physiology evolves for a reason because it gives us the tools and it gives us the ability to then uh, overcome these limitations and optimize performance. So, this coach didn't want to hear any of that. He didn't want to use any sports paraphernalia, he didn't want to try any different drills, he didn't want to do anything outside of what he already knew and what he didn't understand is why his players weren't good <laughs> they <clears throat> they were only good to a certain uh, extent but other teams would always would always would destroy him i mean it, it 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 was it was it was sad to watch really you know by the middle of the game uh third quarter the players are exhausted um, they're getting they're getting destroyed by third, fourth string players, and you know the the numbers are just going up while their numbers are staying the same. And this happened time after time after time, and it 
there were those around him that understood or at least had an idea of what the issue was. But when you're when you have a certain amount of sway or when you're the head coach or when you've been along for and you've been around for long enough, there's very little that people can can tell you, you know, especially when it comes to people who are really old school. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate, but it creates this all or nothing cognitive bias. It's like it we're all of this or none of it is going to work. So in terms in 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 terms of that situation, there have been numerous studies done, possibly hundreds, if not thousands at this point that say how implementing sports paraphernalia is going to improve someone's performance. I mean, one of the greatest or one of the most common products on the market right now, Gatorade, is so prevalent and so useful and, and there's so much money behind it because there have been studies and research and physiological mechanisms put into how electrolytes aid and improve in sports performance, right? It's not meant to make you a superhero, but it's just the most basic of physiological mechanisms, right? There, in, there are certain elements, minerals that are lost during sweat sodium, magnesium, potassium, to, to name the top ones. So if you could replace what's lost during sweat that usually inhibits performance mechanisms, then you have effectively improved someone's long-term performance. And this is just as simple as that, but it doesn't have to be, we have to improve all of the mechanisms. We have to change everything to improve their performance. Just some of the basic principles that that are, are, are being overlooked. And it's not that we have to keep, if we don't do anything, then eventually they'll adapt and get used to it. <laughs> it doesn't work like that either. So it's this, it's this, it's this dialectic judgment in, in all or nothing just states that the world happens in black and white or complete opposites. When instead of being complete opposites or complete parallels, think of them as links. These, all these things work together and specifically like the human machine. It's, it's all this, this balancing of scales and timing of mechanisms that all function together, not against each other. And it, it's, it's, it's difficult when you encounter, um, people or situations that have uh, a, 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 an all or nothing cognitive distortion because it sometimes they're in, I would say most of the time, they're not based on evidence. They're based on subjective thinking, which is where it gets a little bit muddy because a cognitive bias in general is a, a, a subjective pattern of thinking. And it's difficult to implement evidence in that regard. But if someone could focus on the evidence and be able to, to, to interpret and define why something should be changed based upon evidence, then they could do something like what Gatorade did <laughs> and, and make it bigger than you could ever imagine it. Because not only is it, will it be provable, 
but it's sustainable as well because it's a mechanism that wouldn't change, especially about sweating and perspiration and heat dissipation of the, the, the human body. I mean, it's genius because that is something that is not going to change. It's not like a human's going to be born suddenly one day without sweat glands and it's going to have some other different gland that, you know, somehow pulls in heat and dissipates this and turns the sweat into some other kind of liquid. It's like it. Human physiology and human human anatomy has been the same for quite some time now. So to expect it to just randomly change like that is is irrational. So someone could minimize the gaps or the the opposites, the oppositions between um, the all or nothing sides of the bias and implement evidence. I mean, that, that's that's the purest form of performance optimization. And it's it's funny because it happens all the time, right? People think that it's either, you know, you succeed or you fail. You know, it's total success or a complete failure or your your performance was was all the way great or it was all the way bad. It's like there there are always going to be some things that you can improve and there's no such thing as perfect. So there can't be anything as totally good and totally bad. And though that in itself sounds subjective, I would love for someone to describe a situation to me where something was completely bad. Because even individuals who undergo some of the most uh, adverse situations, some of the most terrible things that you can think of happen to the greatest people, but they, they, come out on the other side a symbol of hope for others whether that represents survival that represents uh, overcoming adversity or that represents achievement it, it's it's the concepts that enable evolution to continue because if there weren't some individuals that experienced some of these terrible situations then others wouldn't be able to see that it was possible and if if they can do it why can't you and until next time, stay durable, my friends.